0: Okay. Welcome. Oh my gosh. We work all day. We work all night. I mean, what's even happening? <laughs> okay. There's two people in front of me. <laughs> all right. There's two people in front of me right now. In My Closet with me. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves?
1: Shuggy, you go first, please. Shuggy, go ahead. Ugh, he's so <laughs> annoying. Ugh, he's like so needy. He's a mouth breather. He's, he's a mouth breather. He's Are a mouth breather. His tongue is out, which is very rude for a podcast. He is and wearing a cute little jacket, though, and a shirt. He's wearing a, a jean jacket, and um, he's staring at me. <laughs> right now
0: okay and who are you
1: oh this is this is Carly the uncool millennial yep I think you need to insert some sort of sound
0: there <laughs> I know exactly what sound the one that goes <laughs> yeah that works for longer. Okay, and if you are a normal current events listener, which I know you are, I know y'all are out there. The breakdown of our show is this week in history, followed by birthdays, then deaths and bad news section. Uh, we didn't get through that last week. Then on to Ma's current events spot. You guys, I recorded it two days ago. You are not gonna want to miss me and Ma's current events spot. Trust, okay. Uh, Now that's followed by the specials section. Now here's the deal, y'all, with specials. There's no special section this week, but there is a special section next week, and what that's going to be is... uh, uh, Conspiracy Checkpoint with Carly. And what is that going to be? It's going to be... Are the crew from the Challenger still alive? I have a really interesting story about that and we're gonna do uh, conspiracy checkpoint. Cause you know what? Why not? Okay? Okay, let's Can't walk. wait. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Hey we gotta get this thing out of here because
0: this thing it's too is too the dog. Oh no, it's
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> And y'all better trust that uh Conspiracy Checkpoint will go Patreon only soon. And then our show will be wrapping up with what we're watching and doing, announcements and shout-outs. Okay, Carly, are you ready? Like, we're doing a podcast right now. Are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Okay, let's start out with, of course, because our podcast has structure, so our listeners can depend on us. This Week in History. As an uncool millennial, will you tell me what you... What what does this make you think of? Or what do you think this is? (laughs) Do you know what this is?
1: That is a very scary Twilight Zone.
0: Okay, cool. Black
1: and white.
0: So you didn't know it was the Twilight Zone. The dog is scratching. (laughs) He's got to go. That's it. He's cut from the show. You're out of here. I'm serious. I fire people left and right. Get out.
1: Bye, buddy. (laughs) Missing you.
0: Oh, he's, he's so breathing hard. on the way out. <laughs> God. It's like he's just oh, he
1: won't stop annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he won't get out of my lap. Okay, Wait. He's gotta go. Good boy. Okay. Yeah. Get your jean jacket out of <gasps> here. No.
0: <laughs> you make him so defiant. Get out. Asshole. <laughs> That's not gonna make me
2: go.
0: <laughs> Okay, so this week in history, so, oh yeah, here's a little interesting thing about Twilight Zone. Rod Serling, the show's creator, narrated for the show. You know, the guy who comes out and goes, this is the Twilight Zone, or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to originally do it, he wanted Orson Welles to do it. And Orson was like, oh yeah, well I need like so much money, and Rod <laughs> Serling was like, F you, I'm not paying you that much money. And Rob was like, F it, I'm going to do it myself. I thought that was kind of a little interesting thing.
1: I used to watch that on, I think it was on like Nick at Night or like Nickelodeon or something. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, but I liked it.
0: Yeah, it's good. No, whenever I went on tour, actually, every town we would stop in, we would go to like bookstores and I would buy Twilight Zone DVDs. So like one of my remnants of my previous life is like all of these shit ton of
1: Twilight Zone DVDs. It's good. Okay. But have you seen the reboot? No, I didn't know there was a reboot. Yeah, there's like a... There's new Twilight Zone. Although I will highly recommend Hmm. Black Mirror.
0: No, I've seen them all. Five times. All of them. Hey, We should do a Black Mirror thing. I'm obsessed. Well, I'm obsessed too. Let's do a Black Mirror thing. Analysis and interpretation. Like me and mom's Dancing with the Stars. Tune in. Favorite episode. Least favorite episode. Okay, my favorite episode of Black Mirror... By favorite, I mean the one that freaked me out the most and made me think about it forever. That kind of favorite. The only thing I'll say was um, about it, because I don't want to give anything away, but was where the kid was sent on a, a seemingly wild goose chase thing. He was on his bike. He had his cell phone. It was like a wild goose chase kind of thing, and he met up with another guy. And then... Interesting. That's my favorite one, because that one scared me on so many levels. What's your favorite? My favorite
1: favorite one was really the storyline that was like a spiral, and that was the one featuring John Hamm.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, the snow globe. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what's funny? That's the only one I couldn't get through, and I wonder if I just, like, didn't get it or something.
1: Maybe watch it again.
0: Yeah. So, basically what we're saying is, fuck Twilight Zone. (laughs)
1: i mean i'm not saying fuck twilight zone i am i I actually think that we should give a a look-see to the new episodes um but black mirror is just you know i'm open hands down i know it already is so much better and i don't it's really unfair to say that but black mirror is just i love it so good
0: okay so this week in history walt disney world opened in orlando florida 1971 Now, you said one time, I heard you talking, and you said, I hate Disney. Why do you
1: hate Disney? I just don't like Disney. Never have, never will. Knowing more about Walt Disney is, like, Uh, one thing. But, like, being a kid, I just, it wasn't my thing. I will, I mean, controversially, I will say that my favorite movie, like, when I was really little, was the Disney film.
0: Which one? The Little Mermaid.
1: (laughs) You gotta remember, I've always been kind of a nerd and a music nerd music nerd oh uh, fantasia fantasia oh so, yeah that's a good one fantasia i mean the best that's not a dis that's that's its but own thing i don't consider it disney make- <laughs> sorry i said the little merman <laughs> i mean that really offends me a lot. i know i'm sorry um i mean truly otherwise it was lion king but like to be real i've with never you, seen
0: the lion king
1: <laughs> so here's the deal i'm gonna watch fantasia. lion king And you're going to watch
0: Titanic. Are you going to watch the reboot of Lion King or the... No, I don't watch reboots of nothing. No. So I was going to read you this like weird, horrifying things about Disney World, but it was just like how like a bunch of workers and people died and it was just like exploiting their deaths. I just didn't really feel like reading it. Just know that a lot of people have died at Disneyland and Disney World and... And and, uh, wasn't uh,
1: Walt Disney a Nazi? (laughs) I mean... I, I'm sure. I mean, right? <laughs> no, no. Oh my God. Please look into that. <laughs> okay. Coming up next week. I'm not trying to like call him out as a Nazi, but like, um, Maybe yeah. he was. Um, I think, I think that he was um, a sure. sympathizer at least. That has nothing to do with how I felt when I was a kid, but it makes me really feel good about my decisions when I was a kid.
0: Here's something you might find interesting about Disney. There's a Club 33 at disney when i say 33 to you does it mean anything to you no it doesn't have to <laughs> okay not to bring up old shit but remember when i showed you that's my mom's crystal lamp carly hit her beer on it <laughs> can i do it again it's kind of nice nah, yeah yeah Mmm. it's so nice Crystal lamp. Mom's crystal lamp. I just like took it out of her room. I didn't even ask her. I was like, I need that lamp. She was like, oh, you took my lamp. I was like, yep. (laughs) Wow. I hope you bought her something nice for her birthday. (laughs) Okay. So club 33, I'm a little bit hurt that you don't know what 33 means because last week I showed you a little Wayne video that was very Masonic and 33 was everywhere. And I explained to you that 33 is the highest level you can go in Masonry. And you had this very distant look in your face, <laughs> like you couldn't have cared less. And I was right.
1: Okay. I didn't know what 33 meant. I was just trying to, like, <laughs> let the listeners <laughs> unfold what 33 really means. Right. And, and, you know, like, the Freemason thing is a whole world that we haven't even touched
0: Well, I've been reading yet. books uh, psychotically on the subject. Psychotically. But so that's why we have a podcast. Okay, so Club Thirty Three, as everybody knows, is the highest degree in Masonry you can get, and supposedly it's a Masonic hangout, and only like people like Michael Jackson and Melissa McCarthy can go in there. <laughs> a million dollars a month or some shit to like go in there. It's not, but it's like a lot of money to be a member.
1: What kind of um, alcoholic drinks do you think they have in there, or are they something Ew. like above alcohol? They have
0: everything. <laughs> Trust me, I bet you. They, they have shit that you can't even... That you have never imagined in there.
1: Do they still have oxygen bars in that place? <laughs> Ew. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. One time when I lived in L.A.,
0: I bought a can of oxygen. And I was like, everybody get in the car now <laughs> when the fires were here. Mom and I just talked about... We talk about it on our current event spot. And I bought a thing of oxygen... And I go, everybody get in the car now. I called out of work for like two days. I go, I ain't coming in. And I go, everybody get in the car. And we go up to Big Bear. And we're swimming in the pool, doing our oxygen and doing nice, clean mountain air. That's like six months before I left LA. You
1: really make it sound like it's at like a tropical destination. It was nice. Of- yeah,
0: yeah. I was swimming in the pool. I was in a bathing suit too. It was nobody. And nobody was there. I was swimming in the pool going, <laughs> it was the best. But yeah, Club 33. What happens there? I don't know. Oh, and that little Wayne music video I referred to is My Homies Still. This week in history, space shuttle Challenger astronaut Katherine Sullivan became the first American woman to walk in space, 1984. And that ties into our next week conspiracy checkpoint are the crew from the Challenger still alive. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is kind of interesting. Writer and poet. Edgar Allan Poe died in Baltimore, Maryland, 1849. His masterpiece, The Raven, made Poe a well-known author in the USA almost overnight. Basically, whenever Edgar Allan Poe would walk down the street after that story broke, you know, The Raven, he'd be walking down the street, like going to the store or whatever, and kids would run up behind him and go, and act like <laughs> ravens and like follow him around town.
1: That's cute and really annoying. Kids suck. (laughs) Can you imagine being followed by a flock of kids that are like, "kaka (laughs) kaka"? You know, at like first
0: I'd be like, oh my God, that's so sweet. And then like two seconds later, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Like,
1: are you mocking my craft because your parents don't understand art and literature?
0: (laughs) Right. Like, oh man. Yeah. Like, what were the parents saying about Poe? They're like, stay away from his house. Oh, my I mean, God. I thought they were, like, honoring his work, but you might hit the nail on the head. Yeah, damn. I was looking at it from a different point of view. They were busting his ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor
1: Edgar. I don't really know what he looked or dressed like as, like, a person. I mean, I'm
0: sure he dressed like a total freak, but, like, in a good way.
1: He's just, like, a little, he's just making poems, like. And people are hating on him. Well, they're afraid of him.
0: Because he dressed like a freak. He was walking through. I But mean, did he,
1: though? I mean, No, like a top I, hat and capes and shit. <laughs> but did he, though? Because, like, everyone was wearing sorry. a top hat and capes. Like, I might probably, probably what was going on was that he looked like everybody else, but he, like, bore his dark, deep, dark soul in, to the masses, like, with the local and newspaper. And they're afraid <laughs> of the realness.
0: They're afraid of the realness. So they go, oh, don't listen to that Edgar Allen. Then stay away from his house. If I see you down by Edgar Allen's house, your ass is mine. Okay. Ooh, interesting. I have a YouTube link here. I love these. It's like me entertaining myself and entertaining you. It's just the best. The world
1: is a vampire. Oh my god. Oh my god. I almost wrote this down on your uh, your notebook saying. here. This is the tattoo I want. <laughs> show, I, swear. I swear. Even though
0: it's done. <laughs>
1: it's done yeah even though what does yeah. that mean to you i mean listen it means I everything I'm, i've been thinking a lot about vampires lately um interesting because i, I like every year that goes by i really learn how much i gravitate um i gravitate towards like vampire culture like when sure. it's around halloween Blood. and you know energy vampires and are a whole new concept to me, but we've all experienced energy vampires in our day to day, like every day. The energy vampire I mean,
0: you're referring to is from um, uh, what we do with the shadows TV <laughs> show on Hulu.
1: Yeah, that one. Um, I know that. Like, I didn't know this, but like parents and grandparents and like family members can turn into energy vampires, but specifically only towards their sit like. Their children, their kids, or their children, or their other family members—they can like feed off each other's energy. Oh God! Only, um, oh. And, like, really get get this into it. This sounds
0: like a lot. This sounds like something <laughs> um, I don't want to be involved
1: in. Um, but really, what Kirk? I mean, oh my God! I always called him Kirk Cobain. Cobain. B- Billy, this guy's name? Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Corgan now, Jesus. I want you to know that once I need to know, I had a real breakthrough with my grandma in the '90s once. Can I oh. can I talk about it? Yeah. Okay. So one day, I was visiting my grandmother, and my grandfather. But like, um, you know, we I was we were I was visiting her. She was in the room. We were watching um one of those morning shows. Oh or, God! When or they like screaming at each other. Or it might have been Oprah. Oh. I think it was Oprah actually. Okay. It was something that um you know like is pretty pretty solid for for the for. For ladies for like the people of the world that like watch daytime TV sure. and uh, Billy Corgan was uh, one of the guests and oh, he really? was talking I think to Oprah I guess Oprah I mean that sounds so I crazy to to say that. That. but um, <laughs> he was talking to Oprah and he was a, like a gentleman I, my grandma learned that he was a really nice guy and he kind of oh. looked a little weird but she really approved of him and she really liked him
0: and, oh that's um, a
1: touching story and it really kind of blew my little teenage mind, or whatever, because you know grandmas aren't supposed to meet. Where like, look at Billy Corgan.
0: No, grandmas are supposed to hate everything you do and just be annoying.
1: I mean, m- my grandmother's like didn't hate everything I did. Did they not understand it? Did they? But why do you have to hate something you continually understand? tell me that I need to dye my hair when it turned gray when I became an adult? They um, mocked some of my choices. At, not really. Not really, because they're, you know, like loving. But they want the best for you. But anyway, <laughs> Billy Corgan was like really, really was a bridge oh, uh, so like a teenage bridge between my grandma and I. Did you I. call your
0: grandma like a name or was it just grandma?
1: She wanted to be called grandmother.
0: <laughs> God, I'd be like, I ain't gonna be grandmother. That's like some like mommy dearest shit. Okay, let's move on. Wait, why did I say Smashing Pumpkins? Oh, yeah. This week in history, October 24th, 1995, Smashing Pumpkins released their album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which we all, I'm sure, cut our arms to in the closet.
1: Can I tell you one more (laughs) time to shut up? No,
0: no. You don't have to shut up. It's a show. Please, talk. (laughs) I don't just want to sit here in the closet.
1: Okay, so I want you all to know that every time I think about that double disc... Mm. or was it two or maybe four I can't remember (laughs) it was um, of melancholy and and the infinite sadness makes me laugh a little bit because my band teacher in high school is this
0: going to turn into like some weird story
1: (laughs) no my band teacher in high school one day asked me when I was first chair flute as a freshman you made the special band (laughs) as a freshman which made me hated by all he said Carly Carly Oh, God. Are you sure this isn't going to you... end weird? <laughs> he, said, he said, Curly, do you know what melancholy means? Oh, God. I would have been like, where's this going? And I going? said, infinite sadness. And I knew that oh. only because of Billy Corgan. Wow.
0: That's actually a good story. Okay. <laughs> but then nothing happened after that? That was it. Okay. That's the whole you story. You walked out of the office. Okay, cool. All right, let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. You guys. You guys are going to love this. This is something I'm very excited for for the show. Okay, so this week in history, this is huge, you guys. You guys know Siegfried and Roy. Okay, this is actually pretty exciting, you guys. This is an interactive thing. Now, we're still on this this week in history, October 3rd, 2003. Now, Siegfried and Roy, do you know who that is? Being a millennial? Siegfried the and Roy. circus? Yeah, the circus people. I-, I didn't really know who they were either. That's more of like a baby boomer thing. I couldn't give a shit less about Siegfried and Roy. But here's the deal. Okay. Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy on October 3rd, 2003, was mauled by a white tiger during a performance in Las Vegas. Here's where I need you. Are you ready? You I'm have a laughing. job to do. <laughs> Siegfried and Roy claimed that Roy had suffered a stroke on stage and that the tiger attack was actually the tiger saving him and dragging him to safety. Will you take a look at this video and we can put it to bed whether Siegfried and Roy
1: was getting attacked or being saved by the tiger. Do you want to see the video? I do want to see the video. Great. I also know that my cat will probably eat my eyeball three three hours after I die alone in my apartment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully when you die, you'll have a house. Okay, Carly, will you take a look at this video and let us know if Siegfried and Roy, whichever one of them, who knows, is being attacked by the tiger or saved by the tiger? Here we go.
2: Roy walks his tiger to the front of the stage. He introduces Montecor to the audience. Montecor then appears to step toward an audience member. Montecor looks really regal with big hair, and Roy comes around the, to block ew, the
0: weird. Tiger. They can put clothes on the <laughs> reenactment. All the I can begins, look at this guy's butt crack.
2: I don't
0: even know what's happening. All I know Antonio
2: is was front and center. And The tiger was not. This is he claims this guy. he saw. Tiger then just this guy. locks on Roy's uh, right arm. <sighs> I remember, I got a little nervous just because it didn't look right. Ooh. Trapped in a half-crouch, Roy begins to hit the cat on the nose with the mic.
0: He's having a stroke, though, and being saved. Boom,
2: boom over the whole thing. Then, with Horn still leaning over Montecore, Paul saw the tiger move up and latch onto Horn's neck. Is he being saved just a more or like t- a, a little lunge It wasn't like he leaped at him, it was just, he just put his head up. Tony and Sandra Cohen were sitting behind the action, here in a sunken audience pit. Might Her be like, get they me they out of here. Of this tiger is attacking event. that guy.
1: Honestly, sort of oh. what? what are these? Oh, oh. No. we're done. No. <laughs> anyway, I trust my cat, but I know that she's not going to like try to save my life or anything.
0: No, she does. Cats are so <laughs> selfish. Do you think, okay, wait, let me just end it on this one thing before we hear your final decision. Was he being saved or attacked? Here's the last thing I want to bring up about this. So, Montecor, that tiger died. And here's what Siegfried or Roy, whichever one, I don't even care enough to look, posted on their Twitter about the death of Montecor. Quote, My lifesaver, Mentecor, who was the one responsible for pulling me to safety where the paramedics could help me after my high blood pressure made me dizzy on stage. So, even after the death of Montecor. Actually, I see it in a, new, in a new light. He made me kind of, like, angry because I thought he was lying, but really he's just being loyal to the tiger because the tiger was loyal to him for so long.
1: Was the tiger loyal, or was the tiger just trying to survive because the tiger was taken out of the freaking right. forest? Oh, my God. To be a circus clown with all the other circus clowns that should never be there.
0: So, I need to know, do you think the tiger was saving him or attacking him?
1: I'd like to think that no. that poor tiger. would like to
0: think. What do you think? What was do just doing
1: do- what, what, what Montecore needed to do in that moment? And I, I don't really. I mean, I think Montecore needed to figure out how to get out of there. Yeah. Somehow, and he did.
0: <laughs> cool so he attacked his ass
1: that's your answer montecor escaped in a different kind of way oh god
0: <laughs> oh my god okay let's move on okay roy horn 74 is now officially retired he's not 100 percent recovered physically but everyone agrees it's a miracle he's alive blah 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 okay Moving on this week in history, October 26, 2001, the U.S. Patriot Act. Let's just move on. Don't get me started. October thirty-first, 1962, the movie Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, horror film, was released. Do you know that movie or no? I do. Directed by Robert Aldrich... Starring Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. My favorite part about um, What Happened to Baby Jane is, like, their roles were reversed because, like, Betty Davis was actually, like, really cool and Joan Crawford was actually a total, like, horrible person. But their roles were reversed and I always thought that was really interesting. Okay, let's move on. Okay, God, finally we're out of this shit. Birthdays. October 4th, 1976. Alicia Silverstone. Now you, being an uncool millennial, That's what you called yourself, not what I'm calling you. When I say Alicia Silverstone, what do you think of, boom? Clueless. Me too. Okay, that's good. Pink fuzzy sweaters.
1: I don't even remember. I I don't really even remember much about that movie.
0: (laughs) I was just thinking that too. I love Clueless, but oh
1: my God, you know
0: what? Alicia Silverstone, boom. The Aerosmith videos with Liv Tyler.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man, crazy those are the best oh my god those came out when i was like 12 and i was like what the fuck is this shit they were like so cool they were like two years older than me i think or maybe like the same age but i remember thinking like these videos are my favorite music videos ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay
1: let's move on didn't know you were an aerosmith fan
0: hey i didn't know it either but then whenever i'm 12 and i see alicia silverstone and Liv tyler in a music video boom i love aerosmith I'd buy their shirt. Okay. Oh, yes. October 5th. Okay, we're on to the birthdays. Don't forget. October 5th, 1975. Kate Winslet. Actress best known for her role as Rose in the movie Titanic.
1: I've heard she's a triple Libra. That's cool. Oh,
0: yeah. She's on my celebrity watch list. More shall be revealed. Oh, yes. And this is just a little side note. Carly has never seen Titanic. Because nope. she protested it, which is funny because I didn't want to see it either, but I was dating this girl at the time and she goes, can we see Titanic? And I was like, oh, sure, like, oh, whatever. And we get there, and <laughs> at the end of Titanic, I'm weeping. I'm crying. <laughs> and she looks at me with dry eyes and goes, are you crying? And I was like,
1: yes! <laughs> this is really funny. I remember I know. my brother saw it, and he went he on, cried. like, a date, and when he was in high school or, I don't know, middle you school? He had to take every girl to
0: see Titanic. When that it was, was the whole in. thing. And,
1: like, that sounds, like, horrible because it's, like, a three-hour movie. and It was fun. And uh, my brother was, like, forced to see it, and I remember just laughing and laughing. But, I mean... <laughs> it's
0: good. No, we're going to do a Titanic movie review and, whoa, and Romeo and Juliet movie review. So stay tuned because those are going to be Patreon only.
1: I, I really am excited to watch Romeo and Juliet again Me too The 90s version with the cool soundtrack with Radiohead Oh in it.
0: No, 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 I know it all Yeah, we have it I think I have it on DVD I'm sure I do Okay, October 6, 1963 Elizabeth Shue Okay, check this shit out Elizabeth Shue is a chick who was in Back to the Future <laughs> I don't know who that is <laughs> Okay, hold on What else was she in? Okay, Elizabeth Shue played Marty McFly's mom in Back to the Future. And here's a little interesting fact about that. She thought she was hot shit. I mean, I guess, I don't know if this is true, but she thought she was hot shit. Michael J. Fox was just came on the scene with um, Alex P. Keaton. You liked him. That was your first celebrity crush. What show was that? Family Ties. Family Ties. He had just popped on the scene with Family Ties and at the same time signed a thing to do Back to the Future. And she was like, who is this Michael J. Fox fool? And so he would go back and forth. He would do a bunch of blow and go back and forth between Back to the Future set and Family Ties set. And Elizabeth, she was like, I don't want him near me. Like, she was like being, she was very rude to Michael J. Fox, supposedly, on the set of Back to the Future because she, like, thought her shit didn't stink or something. And he was some, like, new person to Hollywood. And I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they
1: say. I don't know, but the guy really, you know, I really respect him. I love him. Oh, Michael J. Fox. Oh yeah, just just putting it on the record there. Oh yeah, I I like I think he's pretty inspiring, honestly. Teen Wolf, I know every
0: word to. The movie Teen Wolf, I know every word to that movie. Get me drunk enough, and uh, maybe it'll be a Patreon. We can all watch it together. <laughs>
1: Wolf. I mean, I'm thinking more about, like, how he's continued his career, like, and had, like, of like, really <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the, like, spokesperson for, like, Parkinson's and, like, continues <laughs> no, on and, and, like, is, nah. is part of his life. And he's, like, very vocal about it. And I think that's really good.
0: <laughs> so is Teen Wolf.
1: <laughs> and Teen Wolf.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. We have three more birthdays. This one is pretty big. I mean, is it? I don't know. I really don't. Okay, ready?
2: Do you like apples? Yeah. yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples?
0: Oh my god. Do you know what that is? You know what? I can't remember what movie that is. It's Goodwill Hunting. Mm. It's Matt Damon's birthday. And you don't like Matt Damon.
1: When is his birthday?
0: October eighth, nineteen seventy.
1: Mm.
0: You don't like Matt Damon or Goodwill Hunting. I
1: actually like Matt Damon just fine. I guess I have no opinion. He's neutral. He's like a neutral, nu- neutral actor.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like something that I like Matt Damon in. Yeah, see, that's he's just a placeholder for
1: other things. <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? You know what the story I do I I do like about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck that I heard on some it was on some like comedy sketch, but it was saying how um like whenever they Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, whenever they were like working together, it was just like Ben Affleck like drinking in the background, being like, Yeah, that's a good idea and like Matt Damon like doing all the work. I don't know. Okay. Katy Perry. Katie
1: <laughs> Katy Perry. Perry.
0: October twenty
1: fifth, nineteen eighty four. Scorpio.
0: I can also be the astrological touchstone. I was thinking the other day that you're just in—you're as much into astrology as I am into like occult symbolism and in pop culture.
1: You I'm just getting can't there. Get
0: enough in it, of I'm it.
1: I'm getting there. It's like a rabbit hole that I just like can't get enough of. I I, I really can't get enough of it. That's how I am about the occult
0: shit. So, Is this the alien one? This is a video no. pointing out occult symbolism and satanic symbolism in her music videos as we were just talking about.
2: Oh
1: yeah, this is the alien one.
0: Oh. Alien, that's part of... Well, just forget it.
1: She's not like the worst pop singer I've ever had heard in my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not talking bad about her.
1: Oh, something bad is about to happen. I want you all to know, listeners out there, that we are currently taking a look at the Rainbow Spiral.
0: Yes! The Circle of Death.
1: The Circle of Death. Okay, well, interesting thing about Katy Perry is that she started off as a Christian musician. Um, Yeah. And she, she went through those scopes, but she... Um, from what I understand I think maybe it was like VH one or some other thing that was talking about Katy Perry. She was like too pretty and too she was just like too naturally pretty, had like big boobs and like was too too perfect
0: for a Christian music. Or a
1: Christian music star. I I mean the thing that I watch or like um about <laughs> about her like be, like switching over from Christian music what, like, they basically told her that she had to, like, tape her boobs down because she was, like, too much for the people of the
0: (laughs) If I was in charge of Christy Music, I'd be going, get those boobs out there. They were like, get them out of here.
1: There's no room for those in this church. Get us, get out. I'd be
0: like, there's plenty of room. (laughs) Jeez. Anyways, this video. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go
1: got introduced to the music industry. I swear I wanted to be like the Amy Grant of music. Amy Grant is a Christian music star, y'all. So I sold my soul to the devil.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't know what that was, but basically you already said it, that she used to be a Christian singer and blah, blah, blah. And what she said was actually pretty interesting. She was like, well, of course I was a Christian singer because I grew up surrounded by Christianity. You know, art imitates life, you know, like, so she wasn't saying like, oh, I was totally into Christianity. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just thought that was a good fight for how art imitates life, you know, like she was like, of course I was a Christian singer. That's all that I was exposed to.
1: So you're saying she's a satanic <laughs> pop singer now. And, oh, you know, like without know. Christianity, she wouldn't be able to be a satanic pop singer. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Is
0: she satanic? I don't know. Is Satanism bad? No. Is Christianity bad? No. Light and dark. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, it's her birthday. How old is she? I don't know. 34. Oh, yeah. Okay. October 26, 1963. Natalie
1: Merchant. I love Natalie Merchant. 10,000 maniacs.
0: 10,000 maniacs. Here's the deal.
1: Here's just a little fun fact
0: about Natalie Merchant. Natalie Merchant met Michael Stipe. The singer of the band REM in 1983. The two became close friends and eventually had a romantic relationship.
1: Weird. <laughs> We're laughing about I that. I thought now. the
0: same thing. I'm laughing about I that. I didn't make any face <laughs> because when I read that when I was alone, I thought weird. And then I didn't say anything and then you went weird. Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm not alone in that, is what I'm saying. Okay, hear me? I go. mean, I'm not. No, no, you're really not judging. Me. No, you're not judgmental. That's what's funny about it. <laughs> Let's just move on. Um, The two credit each other as inspiration for some of their songwriting. In an interview with The Independent, Stipe said, quote, Natalie was really the reason my work became politicized in the late 80s. Wait, I just figured it out. Because Michael Stipe is gay. Everybody knows that. He has a boyfriend and he's out. But back then, he probably needed, like, a beard, you know, a cover. And Natalie was like, dude, I'll be your cover.
1: And that's then he was, was like i'm gonna she was like, "I'm gonna inspire you for the whole political movement and she did and they of rocking the it. vote, which was <laughs> rocking the vote the best the best thing ever right, yeah, that's okay. I'm glad we
0: figured that out. Let's move on. It's her birthday,
1: so thank you, Natalie Merchant. Happy birthday, yeah, still like you, and Michael Stipe, yeah.
0: See, you got to put yourself I, I, back in the '90s because everybody was so goddamn judgmental. Okay, Winona Ryder, Sun in Scorpio, Moon in Pisces. She's a crier, but she's a doer. October 29th, 1971.
1: Winona Ryder, go. Okay, so Winona Ryder, my actual favorite movie
0: Edwards of all time,
1: probably was Beetle Beetlejuice. I don't say it two more times Beetlejuice no
0: please I really don't want to fight the sandworm
1: (laughs) actually let's do it Beetlejuice is your favorite movie draw a door and knock three times yes (laughs) that scared me
0: okay can we move on um oh yeah her agent advised her not to take the role in Heather's saying it would ruin her career dummy oh here we go (laughs) Hold on, just trust me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> do
2: you like apples?
1: Oh my god. No. How do you like these <laughs> these oh god, apples?
2: How do you like them apples? <laughs>
0: okay. Winona Writer and Matt Damon were engaged in the year two thousand. What does that make you feel? Okay. Didn't she date Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes? (laughs) Oh my god. I think I worked with him at Target in LA. Okay. She smokes a pack of cigarettes a day. Oh, yes. On to my second favorite interview Vanilla Ice. Hold on. This is good. Are we done with Winona? Okay. What else I had on Winona was. She auditioned for the role of Marla Singer of Fight in Fight Club. Remember Marla, the mm-hmm. chick who did the rounds and they fell in love with Edward Norton? Uh, but that went to Helena Bonham Carter, which
1: I, that's a good choice. Everybody loves Winona, but everybody loves Helena, too. Do you think she sold her soul to the devil?
0: Who, Winona?
1: No, Helena.
0: I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. She's not on my celebrity watch list. I think maybe she should be interesting i think we should watch fight club to do a movie review i have two favorite interviews sampled them, from them but it's not the same baseline my first favorite interview is nicole kidman explaining that her and tom cruise even though they were married they had never slept together my second favorite oh my interview God. is vanilla ice saying that they didn't sample queen's song for ice ice baby
1: i mean maybe in the 90s it was easier to Lie to lie without documentation, but it's not even true, I don't think. Let's hear it's only 14 seconds. Let's let's hear somebody just lie.
2: We sampled them from them, but it's not the same baseline Uh, like it goes ding 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 ding
0: ding 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 ding
2: ding 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 ding
0: ding 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 he cleared it all up. Okay. God, death and bad news, no. So we're just going to skip death and bad news section, because, you know, it's our show
1: and we can do what we want. I mean, what do you think? I mean, what's what's something that the listeners need to really know about? Okay,
0: Ginger Baker, the drummer from Queen, from Cream, died. Uh, John Witherspoon, the dad from Friday, died. Here we go. Here we go. Don't
2: nobody go in the bathroom for about 35,
0: 45 minutes. He died.
2: Somebody open the window.
0: I love Friday. That came out it's when I was okay. 18. I was in high school. All we did was smoke weed and watch Friday. It was the biggest shit. It was the biggest thing. So we're on to the end of the show, what we're watching and doing. Okay. Do you guys know what that is at home? Cause we do.
1: If you want to live long, yeah. we have no use for your songs
0: so you're dead, you're dead, And yes, you're what we're watching and doing and what we do in the shadows. What do you think
1: about that show? I could watch it every day.
0: <laughs> I could watch it in the morning. I could watch it in the evening. I could watch it in the afternoon. Yeah. I could watch it all the time.
1: Yeah. That's how I feel too. So it's a a movie original like mockumentary movie, and now a series on on, available on Hulu. Think about what would happen if you're if if you're watching The Office, but instead of The Office, they were just vampires living in a home together, trying to just survive and just like in today's world, living in today's world, becoming bats. They watch the sunrise on YouTube. Because they... they
0: can't watch it in real life. <laughs> so, what we're watching and doing, yeah. What we do in the shadow, that's what I'm watching and doing. That's pretty much it, honestly. Well, what we're watching and doing, we're almost done with the show. The Connors. When I say the Connors, what do you think and feel?
1: I mean, I don't know. Darlene was my weird, like, idol growing up in some kind of way, and I feel like I grew up with the Connors. And um, I've been thinking a lot about what they can do with the season. Mm. And I think I know that you've been thinking a lot about what they can do with this season. Um. And it's really interesting because the listeners don't know this, but you came up with a really good theory Mm. about what was going to happen with with Darlene and her partner, Ben, Ben. I think that you should Shaggy share that thinks. with. I think that you should share that with the, with our listeners, and because I'm pretty sure that it's certainly going to happen. Okay. My side theory. Mm, yes, you have a good which side came theory. which supports your theory it's has happening. already prophesized and come through. I know which is wait spoiler alert the Connors. So my theory recently, you know, with the season of the Connors, um, think I don't know if you all watch it. You should if you you know like our
0: our age, you should like it, or you shame on you,
1: well, I mean, if you grew up with Roseanne and it was like part of your world, then it it's really fun to like watch the Connors now and and see what they're doing and and what those characters are doing in their world.
0: Because they're our age. They're dealing with the same issues we are. I mean, not to be cheesy as hell. They're not, though, because I'm like... I've, I've never, like, had sex as... with two people at the same time unless we were in the bed together. Right. I mean, I know. I'm not dealing with the same issues.
1: I'm just saying, like... They're our age. <laughs> what am saying? Anyway. I don't... I don't relate to the Connors all that much because I haven't had any kids. But... I will say um, that I mean obviously Darlene is the new matriarch of the family. I couldn't figure out what what Jackie was doing. She just seems like she was just clowning around. <laughs> um, this season so far, and so my my prophecy really was thinking that she. <laughs> I love that you, but. This much thought to the Connors—it makes me so happy. Okay, so so Jackie is just like running around, complaining about her mom, just like old days. Um, so I really thought that 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 like maybe Jackie and Becky could reopen the lunchbox like old times and yeah. really kind of replace.
0: It's real, real talk.
1: Go back in time, really, and have the lunchbox open where it would have been Roseanne, but now it's Becky and Jackie. And Jackie.
0: And a Becky and Jackie is equal to one
1: Roseanne. In like... <laughs> no, Darlene is... I mean, Darlene is a Roseanne without the... That's my prophecy. shittiness and the races. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. Well, and if you are a regular listener of the show, A, you know that I saw a taping of the Connors live. A DJ came up and talked to me. I mean, I could go on and on about everything that happened. And there's shit that is illegal that I can't even tell y'all. Just know. That I've seen a lot of interesting things about the corners. But yeah, uh, Darlene and Ben are the new Dan and Roseanne. That's my prophecy. They're going to work through all this David shit. And David's cool. David's a good bestie. You know, you need like a really like submissive bestie. You're just like, come on, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And David's perfect for that. But as a lover, no. Not good. I mean, honestly, David kind of got boring. That's what I'm saying. It's like, man, I need to be entertained. Like, I'm not here to entertain your ass. Yeah, take my ass out. I mean, shit. Yeah. I don't think he knows how to deal with our kids either, to be honest with you. No. Ugh. But I love David. And revisit the Stalking Jimmy Kimmel episode where I talk about where I almost had sex with David from Roseanne. For real. I have two regrets in life. Not having sex with David from Roseanne. And I can't remember the other one I thought of it the other day I'd still have sex with David from Roseanne oh god I don't think so god yeah <laughs> I guess I, I would yeah hit me up but yeah listen to the Living with Moss stalking Jimmy Kimmel episode where we stalked Jimmy Kimmel and I told the episode because we drove by the place where David tried to pick me up he goes I play cello you want to come back to my place and I go yeah and then I don't remember what happened but I know I didn't have sex with David okay anyways okay announcements Carly okay this is the very end of our show oh wait I have to burp we have a no burping in the closet policy wait did I just puke (laughs) I'm just kidding oh god oh yes announcements tomorrow I'm putting up my Christmas tree I usually put it up the day after Halloween because I'm depressed and I need happy things around me It is tradition for me to put it up after the day after Halloween. I couldn't do it, but I'm going to do it in a couple days. And I always do it like the Christmas tree in Jaws the Revenge police station. (laughs) Now, hopefully you'll be around for Christmas. I don't know if we'll do a Christmas episode. You can if you want. But part of that is watching Jaws the Revenge... And you'll be able to see how the Christmas tree I do every year is just like the Jaws, the Revenge Christmas tree in the police station. Is
1: there something that makes it special? It's nothing special. It's just
0: a normal Christmas tree with little red tinsel. I just, it's just my homage, my personal homage to Jaws, the Revenge, my favorite Christmas movie. Just some like blood on,
1: just some sparkly blood. Blood.
0: Interesting. You know, that's gotta be it, right? Oh my God. I just had a great idea for the Christmas tree this year the revenge and then i'm just gonna just i don't know if mom will like this but i want to take red paint and just throw it all over the wall and be like look mom it's like blood <laughs> do you have any holiday
1: traditions at all holiday traditions well last year i decided to alienate my brother who was hosting uh thanksgiving mm. um last year and um by doing that accidentally um My parents and I and their two dogs all dressed with matching outfits, and I would like to make that a continuing tradition, not because I would like to alienate my my brother and his um, lovely wife from our family, but because I think it's very funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shout out. This might be the most important section. This is the very last. I mean, this is it. We're uh. done. There's no burping in the closet. <laughs> you made that rule. God. Okay, shout-outs. Go. When I say shout-outs, you think of? Shout-outs. Boom. You know who you are. I have a shout-out to people who are supportive to the show. Thank you for your positive words, right? Because you could be haters and spreading negative negativity, but you're positive.
1: I've got a good question for you.
0: Okay. How could people support the show? Just go to monoono.com M-O-N-O-O-N-N-O dot com. But also, how could you support? Here's the deal. I'm setting up the Patreon, and you guys don't even know what's coming down. Like, shit is about to go down, okay? And it's going to be hella entertaining, and you're going to be really left out if you aren't in the Patreon. Let me just say that. Um, Shout outs. Cousin Dina. There, I burped out of the closet. Because I follow the rules, Carly. Shout out to to Cousin Dina. The Budweiser girl. We hope you're okay. Yeah, the ex-Budweiser girl who went missing for a short time in the 80s. Is that your Cousin Dina? Yeah, she lives in Florida. I love her. Shout out. Her cat died, and she said that there. I interviewed her after her cat died because I wanted to see what it was like. She's on the podcast, one of them episodes. And I asked her if she thought there was a cat heaven, and she said, no, that's just something people say to make people feel better. And she's going to be with me when we do the uh, Stalking Casey Anthony episode in Florida. Do you feel like uh, dogs go to heaven? No. I don't think there's a heaven or hell. I think there's some weird alternate reality like uh dimension. We just all float around and then like what the hell?
1: No, I and mean, it's horrifying and it lasts forever. That's okay. what I think. And you're sure that's not how <laughs> eternal damnation.
0: I like the flashlight effect.
1: <laughs> you're
0: so entertaining. Okay. That's it.